Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. Thank you very much for joining us for today for episode number one, five, And on today's show, we have got a whole bunch of latest news. It's our uh, first show for, no, second show for 2020, I that believe. That is correct. Second show, yeah. Yep. But uh, there's, it's like it's like this time of year, all the stores have opened up and gone, oh my God, here's all this new stuff, what you can expect for the calendar year. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, as you've already heard from, we have Ben. G'day, g'day. And Mr. Darren. Hello, one and all. Thank you for joining us. All right, let's jump straight into the latest news. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? I'm not sure I introduced myself at the top of the show, but I'm Frank for those playing at home. <laughs> All Hi, right. Frank. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you, Frank. <laughs> 150 odd episodes, and I've been wondering who's this guy? <laughs> Who is this weirdo? <laughs> All right, straight off the bat, this is the big one. We're going to jump straight into it. If you've been anywhere on the internet and you know anything about toys and you know anything about DC, you know that 2020 is a big year for the brand. McFarlane Toys have been granted the license after a long time with Mattel, and we sort of speculated on this earlier in the year going, we haven't seen pictures, we haven't seen anything, I bet you they're waiting for 2020. And I think it was as early as January 4, I think, when these picks started dropping, and oh my god there's a lot to get through so this is the new uh dc multiverse i believe is the official name for it these are seven inch figures uh done in the you know seven inch style with uh, sort of articulation articulation high quality accessories what's really interesting is these all come with a little collector card that features artwork from you know whatever style the figures are based on uh, from what I understood, the bio for, you know, you know, say Batman is actually on the back of that collector card. So I, I haven't seen any pics of the back of the box art. So if no. there's any cross-sell or... Yeah, there was some uh, a video of Todd McFarlane mm. showcasing yep. some of the uh, photos and things. Oh, sorry, sorry, the figures. Yep. But he didn't actually turn the box around to yeah, say showcase. So, mm. Sure. These uh, They also come with accessories, depending on what it is. Some of them are alternate hands. Some of them are, I think, in the case of a Superman, you get like a bent steel girder type thing. Uh, and they also all come with a base, like a, uh, basically a, rack, a black round stand with a little peg hole on it, um, which I think is, is a nice touch. So trying to break this down, and there is a fair bit here. So we've got some comics-based figures. We have Batman and Superman as they were seen in their issue number 1000 from their respective lines, Detective Comics and Action Comics. Batman has a variant already. Basically, it's the same sculpt, but the rather than the modern sort of bat symbol, there is the the classic sort of Michael Keaton-esque gold and, and black symbol that you can get. I haven't seen a picture of that one, but I can sort of... You've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he comes with a, a grapnel gun and a couple of batarangs and stuff. Uh, we've got a few from the animated series. We get a Batman, Superman, Green Lantern from the 
uh, well, Batman animated series, Superman animated series, Justice League uh, Unlimited, if those are your things. So we get three animated ones. Then there's a really interesting one. This is what they're calling their collect to build line. They can't use build a figure because that one is trademarked. Um, C2B. <laughs> C2B. <laughs> it doesn't quite roll off the tongue. We get three figures that give us a help you build a Batmobile. Now, the Batmobile is as it was seen in the Rebirth comic, so it's not probably the Batmobile you might be used to seeing if you're thinking Adam West or anything like that. But Todd McFarlane has said this is one of many. So, that oh. you know, he hopes to... So they're doing vehicles as they Yeah, so build as, as a B2... What is it? <laughs> C- B2... C- yeah, C2B. C2B. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and he hopes that uh, by the end of his three-year run, yeah. you'll have a awesome little shelf of uh, depicting 40 years of Batmobiles. So, oh, ev- so all Batmobiles? Everything from comics, uh, uh, movies, uh, video games, Interesting. everything. He, he hopes cool. to really flesh it out. TV series, you yeah, know. Yeah, because so I was going to ask where you go with this because are they doing other vehicles from across the DC universe? Well, but then you go, how many other iconic vehicles are I can't, there? I can't help but feel uh, that, you know, magazine that did all the vehicles, mm. and that's been quite popular and, and it lasted, I don't Even know, was, yeah, yeah 100-odd issues or something and they got sure. some, you know, quite diverse uh, vehicles out there. I can't help but feel this is an exact replica of that. Sure. But it'll be, you know... Uh, plastic won't, form. Yeah, it mm. won't be, won't be as, as long. But he also showed the snap connection so okay. it comes in three figures uh will connect you know together to form one vehicle sort of sorry yeah. yeah and uh they you know it's quite a easy process to connect sure them. i don't think you can swap and you know they don't swap <laughs> things but uh it, you know the process is pretty easy to uh connect them together yeah and before you get too excited though those, those, the batmobile is it's sm- you can't fit a figure in it's, it, for it's probably uh bigger than a hot wheels car right it's, it's like a you know so it's like a seven inch yeah. um vehicle but not scale to fit seven no way figures. no no yeah, no sure. not not by a long with only shot. like because i was thinking the other way you could do that is if you did have a bit like how marvel do it but you have five or six characters that have you build a figure piece and then you could possibly make it to scale but car I, but... I think it's clever instead of having to go out and buy seven figures yeah you know you really want that let's say michael keaton 89 batmobile comes out and there'll be two figures that are might be uh, A-listers, yeah. and then one that's uh, you know yeah. the the Zerky one that you know it's got all the crosses all over him that the murder character. Oh, you know, um, Zaz, uh, Zaz, yeah. Yep, yep. So he maybe he comes out and yeah. he's like a you know lesser grade character. Yeah, sure. I bet you he will sell as good as all the other other two because he's got the piece. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he's got the final piece. So it's a great way and threes. You know, not not uh, going to blow your wallet, True. you know, apart yeah. to to, uh, yes. to buy a wave to to find your favourite Batmobile, so yep. to speak. So mm. it's clever. So speaking of the three, the three that are part of this are Batgirl, as she was seen in the Art of Crime, Nightwing, as from the Better Than Batman run, and the Batman Who Laughs. And clearly for me, that's the standout oh, figure definitely. from this. Yep. We've all seen a hundred million different Batgirl and Nightwing figures over the years. Batman Who Laughs is a fairly modern character for those that don't know, and it's kind of like if Batman was in a death metal band. Yep. It's kind of what it looks like. You have to read the comic I think, arc I think it's for if it. Joker became the Batman. I yes, think, you're correct. Yeah. So he's all very thin character. He gets around with sickles and really sort of horrible weapons very, and very stuff. Very Hellraiser-esque. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. So... Um, just on that with it they've got the art of crime better than Batman one thing I like looking at the package shots on the front of it if you were to look at say the Nightwing figure it just says you know, DC Multiverse Nightwing that's it and then when you turn it on the side it's actually got 
you know, better than Batman, or it tells you what version of the character this is. So you can imagine if you were that sort of a collector, you had a box of the, a whole run of these side on, you could say these are from the various series. So I kind of like that. It's a nice touch. Uh, we also got some armored figures. These ones are probably the one that got the most attention from people. We got the, the Batman Hellbat suit, uh, as we've seen for the modern run of comics, and a Superman Unchained Armor. No, it's not a Japanese sort of robot fighting figure, which is kind of what it looks like at first glance, but uh, it is actually taken from the comics. Jim Lee penned that one, if I recall. Uh, so there's a Superman and Batman of that. A couple of other figures that don't sort of really fit anywhere. You've got a classic-looking Harley Quinn. I'd probably say it's close to the animated style in terms of it's her first. That was her first ever appearance. So someone has matched up the animated style of Harley Quinn next to the animated version of Superman. So from the Justice League. Yeah. And uh, so Superman and Batman in the that style very, are very top-heavy yes. and then very skinny legs. Yes. And then seeing Harley Quinn. Which is quite proportionate, yep. right from head from um, head to toe. Yes, they don't match at all. Okay. So it's going to be an odd uh, match to where to put her on your shelf. Yeah, until you get more of that line that you it know, fills it yeah, out. Yeah, because yeah. she was listed as classic Harley Quinn, which I'm like, well, technically speaking, classic Harley Quinn is the animated stuff, right? That's mm-hmm. where she come from. So uh, then we also got our first TV one. Now this is probably one that's got me a little bit excited as well. DC Television have been doing all these series, as we know, for like eight or nine years. Arrow, the spin-offs, your Flash, your DC Legends of Tomorrow. This is the first figure we've got for that that universe, essentially, as far as I know. I don't think DC, and certainly not... Um, I think DC Direct did do oh, some. Oh, DC Direct yeah, did some, did they? Yeah, yeah but, I think okay. Mattel did a bit as well. But did, they, did Mattel yeah. do some? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. sure they did. But oh. they, but uh, they weren't readily accessible at retail. Maybe uh, they were only maybe okay. a comic book uh, exclusive store. Yeah. You know, you know, harder to seek out for the right. regular casual fan, so to okay. speak. So, so yeah. So we do have a Green Arrow, aka Stephen Amell. Pretty ironic considering that show is coming to an end very shortly. <laughs> Just uh, squeeze it in while you can. Yeah, exactly. He's still got the license to his likeness for at least the next twelve months. And then this is a, a, just a bit of a surprise. You get there's a vehicle also coming. Coming out in this in, first wave in scale with in the scale. figures. Yeah. So this is the Bat Raptor again, a pretty recent addition to the lore. It's kind of I don't know how you describe a it. Three wheeled trike. Yeah, a three, if you sort of think the um, the Bat Pod from uh, your Dark Knight sort of series, but with two wheels at the back. Uh, yeah, very open top. That the, that one is in scale. Um, and you know you can fit figures and stuff in it. You so can, I saw the on the video from McFarlane. You actually have to pull it apart almost. It splits up but doesn't ah, right. disconnect essentially. Yep. Put the figure in and then you squash it back together. Oh, it closes up. So at the yeah, top. It closes up. So ah. the uh, legs and things are hidden, and uh, the figure can fit snug in there without um, trying to bend the figure into yeah. disproportionate ways. Okay. Cool. So kind of smart engineering, but does not appeal to me. No. Not not at all because <laughs> it's, it's it's a pretty recent thing this bat raptor so it's not it doesn't have that appeal of the batmobile that we've you know known I, I think for, it's for years a, but a good entry-level vehicle mm. like it's not a, a full-blown batmobile that's going to cost you a hundred dollars sure. straight off first wave one congratulations yeah here's a hundred dollars you know <laughs> vehicle it's an entry-level vehicle test the waters see what they can get away with and um you know maybe uh keep a few bat bikes and things going and yep. then uh you know wave five then you've got the batmobile sure. maybe to uh come out so yeah so we're going to spend a little bit of time on this just a bit of a quick go around the room and just go hey what do we think we've obviously all seen the pictures 
What's the one that stands out to you? What are some of the concerns you have looking at the pictures? Again, we don't have these figures in hand just yet. They're only just showing up in the US as we record. Hopefully, we've been led to believe they will, they will have a pretty good on-shelf presence here in Australia. I do know some online retailers have already got them on pre-order, listed as Feb. They should be here, so that's pretty soon. Um, but And then as far as pricing, they are pretty much at that Marvel Legends sort of pushing $40. Uh, so the Bat Raptor, for example, may be you know, 50 to 60 uh, as a larger thing. So Darren, you're a big DC man. What are, what's your takeaway from all these reveals? They're interesting. <laughs> that doesn't sound promising to start off. <laughs> They're very interesting. Uh, look, it's hard to tell from pictures. It really is on looking at a screen and and that to get a real sense of it. But I was a I was a little taken back by the the ab crunch, particularly on the list pictures. You know, um, mm. you know, um, for me the articulation in the ab is the abdomen area is yeah. Just to me, it looked a. I guess a little off because they've done it differently to how you might imagine Marvel Legends where they have almost like a H frame and then there's like a joint and so the figure can sort of bend over they've done it where it's like almost underneath the rib cage there's like a big line that goes across and yeah there is quite in order so you can get that and I understand it from a point of view that it's probably gives you more range of motion you can sort of swivel at the chest rather than just the Legends which just hunch straight over but it comes off to your point it looks a bit clunky in, in a tight fitting suit correct you, you can yeah. certainly see every articulated point of that uh crunching spinning effect yes torso thing yeah, yeah. and as someone who doesn't really play with their toys anymore no judgment to anyone listening <laughs> who might um each to their own on on that and i'll be the first person to celebrate people that still do but you know as someone who likes to look at it as a display and it's all about the imagination and just setting a good pose if you open it or looking at it mint on card and that it it looks blatantly obvious whereas you know I, I look at some of the the stuff that DC Directs put out in recent mm. years the Batman animated line that both Trent and I heavily got into and 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 have pursued I look at even the Mattel stuff and this to me just you know I, I don't want to judge it too harshly until I've seen it but in it, hand yeah. yeah in hand um, until I bought it and uh, yeah, see then it it's too late. Hand, You've yeah. got my money. Yeah, yeah. Until I bought it online and yeah. it's arrived. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't want to judge it too harshly because the photos might be misleading. So those ones you're talking about, the Mattels and your DC Directs, did they have chest articulation at all? Some of the DC, uh, some of the Mattel stuff does. They, uh, yeah, so they've yeah. got them around their waist, but not ne- necessarily... Not, a, not like, an ab crunch. Yeah, not an ab yeah, crunch, right. no. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think the mint on box, mint on card pictures look good. I think that they've done a damn good way yeah, of sure. depicting the builder figure um, vehicle and things on the side, mm. giving its own little window yeah. and showcasing that. Uh, I think the um, you know the the artwork and everything on the side, the overall de- a large window showcasing the character from head to toe. You know that that's a big selling point. Mm. You know Agreed. often that- uh, often um, you know. Uh, characters are hidden by the logo yep. or their name or something, you know, sure. the feet or something. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I feel we've this is more of the same characters that we've already got. So I'm excited for the ones that we haven't seen before. Two, yeah. The uh, the Batman who laughs, uh, the Superman un- unchained armor. I'm not a huge Superman fan, but I'd buy that it if it was cool. a good price. Mm. And uh, Batman hell suit, Batman with the enormous wingspan and things like. 
uh, for a Mac fan like me, you <laughs> and know, it's red and black, mate. Yeah, uh, it's just yes. that they <laughs> they're the ones I would definitely sure. go after. The other ones I could easily, um, you know, I, I see in store store. Think, yeah, that's cool. Um, shoot out the message. Does anyone need these? Yeah. And keep walking without, um, without actually sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for me, they definitely look better mental cut. Yeah, yeah. Look for me. I, I'm I'm one of these people who, if I was to get these, I would open them. I'm all about the posing and articulation and stuff. And for me, they've gone a different route with the wrists and the ankles in particular. They've gone for the ball joint look. And some of them, look on your your armored figures, not a problem. Even on a lot of the male figures, you can get away with it. But Harley Quinn, you have a look at that photo. She has got cankles like she's pregnant because honestly, it's you have these these. And I get the the sort of very thin physique and the style they're going for. But then you get to her ankles, and they're as big as her upper thigh. Yeah, they wow. look ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I understand that from a posability, ball joints are always going to be superior to whatever sort of ankle rockers you, you're used to having. But that kind of breaks it for me on that figure in particular. Same as Ben, the, the two armored ones I'll probably pick up because they just look really cool. Um, the regular Batman we get, I have concerns about the head. His head just looks small. And his eyes, it's like they haven't cut enough of the black away. You get these tiny little white slits. I'm like... And even on the animated one, which of course the animated Batman's known for having these big anime-styled eyes. And they're very, very small. And that just... If you're going to get one thing right, it's got to be the head sculpt on a figure. Most other things you can sort of, you know, hide it's, it's, and Especially get away with Batman, with. like, he doesn't have that much. It's mostly, not, mostly not cow, 90% isn't it? mask. Yeah. Yeah. So it can't be that hard to sculpt. But yeah. anyway, good luck to McFarlane. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll, oh, yeah, we'll probably, days, yeah. That's it. We'll no doubt talk more about these when uh, Trent buys the whole wave and or buys two and we open the second set live on air, something like that. <laughs> Amen to that. That's it. With or without him present in the room. <laughs> Still on DC. We might have man. Davey present proving his theory regarding McFarlane toys and and um, yeah. quality. We all know how much Davey loves McFarlane. We do, so, so he but, might be the perfect guest for a um, opener. <laughs> Byo Hammer. Okay, all right. Continuing on the DC uh, train. So we've got Spin Master. This is a kid-friendly line, uh, lower price point figs aimed at younger DC fans. So three different sizes. We've got the 12-inch, 6-inch, and 4-inch figures. So starting off the 4-inch figures, way too many for us to list, uh, but it seems there are sublines. One in Batman packaging with the usual suspects, Nightwing, Joker, Man-Bat, Booyah, mm. Harley Quinn, uh, etc., and another line called Heroes Unite with other characters including Shazam, Cyborg, Superman, Flash, and even Black Suit Superman. That's cool. And their RRP is $8 USD, so you could imagine what how basic they would potentially yep. be. Uh, also includes is a voice-changing bat helmet, a three-pack of Batman bat cycle and clay face and an all-gold Batman chase figure. So yeah. that sounds exciting. I'm, I'm keen on a bat helmet. I haven't seen one. Like, we see plenty of Star Wars yeah. things. We've seen Optim- Transformers sure. things. I haven't seen a Batman yep. uh, mask. Voice for, change stuff. That would yeah. be, be pretty good for yeah. kids, absolutely. Uh, interesting point of difference is that the four-inch figures come with blind bag accessories. What are your thoughts on that, Ben? Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm not a fan of blind bag accessories. But, you know, this could... Uh, 
this could do really well if mm. if I can imagine so as a retail worker I can imagine you buy the four inch figure you might get one weapon in there like a classic batarang for Batman yep. and then there's a, you know on a shelf next door to it there's a big box with blind bad weapons in Just there the bags. right oh, I can imagine wow. them not selling at all yep. or being knocked off in the sense stolen yep. or ripped open in store and people have handpicked the one that yeah, they want yeah, yeah. and uh, taken it to the register and said uh, interesting oh, yeah. yeah I hadn't thought of them doing it that way I think it's I think it's brave because these are obviously as you said with the price and, and that they're aimed at a younger audience and we all know as much as we don't like it here that kids love the whole blind bag gambling the aspect whole lucky dip lucky yeah. dip exactly but so it's buying, an interesting way of doing both in the one you're buying the figure for eight dollars yeah and as a parent what are you I, the, the weapon is two dollars let's say hypothetically I don't know how much the weapons are going to be but anything less than two dollars no, no, so to, to clarify they're not separately they're in the box oh, but you sorry. don't know what the weapons are there's literally right. they're, they're in a little bag so, as so, part of your figure okay I'm a I'm a uh, Batman fanatic and I'm yep. a completist <laughs> do I then need to go and buy every Batman I can find just to find different weapons I have no idea I don't know if it's something as simple as you get the weapons in different colours I don't know if you could potentially buy a Joker figure that comes with a Batarang like I don't know how yeah, it works yeah well I'd be as yeah. a parent as a parent um, I'd be pretty annoyed if I got a Batman and then opened it up and had a Superman shield in it like I'd, yeah you know yeah. or a Green Lantern ring or something I'd be like what the hell is this yeah it's 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 an interesting I'd be very curious to hear once these hit and, and people open them up just are these going to be collectible to your point or are they just going to like fizzle out blind bag is the new phase sure. but it's it can be the make or break. I don't mm. know. I think it depends on who they're pitching it. And I mean, I think this has the potential to do very well with kids. Well, that ain't bucks. I don't know that, that it will necessarily win over adult collectibles, but that's fine. That's what McFarlane and, and um, all the other sure. license holders for DC are, are there to do. At eight bucks US, these are going to be what? $12 Australian, would you say? Potentially, yeah. yeah. Yep. So. 12 bucks, a four inch figure. And the, I had a look, the articulation on them isn't that bad. Like you've got sort of elbows, knees, you know, heads, shoulders, all that sort of stuff. You don't get sort of ankles and wrists at that sort of scale and price. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Mm. And then uh, following on from that, there's also two Target exclusives, including a recolored Batman. I believe he's a gold Batman mm-hmm. and King Shark. So King Shark, yeah, looks pretty King cool. Shark needs to be a 12 inch figure for the <laughs> just to scale in. Absolutely. All right, um, moving on. Six inch series. So only recently revealed the six inch figures included two Batmans, one regular and one armored. We've got a Joker and a Robin, but only feature three points of articulation and no blown bag accessories mm. at all. No, no accessories. accessories at all. So uh, see these ones, I don't understand. They're ain't they're a larger scale, closer to your traditional action figures, and then it's literally shoulders and cut shoulders and and a cut head. Yeah, that's not it. cool. And I'm no. like, what? They need Who's to. They should be anger? investing their money into the six inch line and doing the four inch line as uh, this more basic one yeah. with the three points of articulation. And also, uh, what else? Uh, the, you know, Marvel Legends tried to do it back in the day yeah. for four inch thing, and, and that died out. Do, yeah, mm. uh, Kenner Star Wars don't do much in three point five seven five inch yeah. anymore. It's a hard market to crack. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, we've got a 12-inch series. Actually includes nine points of articulation and cloth capes. No accessories, but we do get a blue and grey Batman, a Joker, Robin, Shazam, Superman, and Flash in this range. 
regular retail price of $10 USD. So still in that basic yeah, range. Yeah, pretty cool. And if that's not enough, yes, that's not enough. <laughs> there is also a two-inch, uh, sorry, there is a range of two-inch figures featuring all of the above characters plus Bane, Red Hood, and Scarecrow, but they are blind bag. They're back to the blind bag. <laughs> there they are. Thing. All, kind of obsessed. <laughs> all listed as coming in January 2020, so expect to see them very soon. So two-inch figure, I'm expecting very, very minimal paint job, little to no articulation. Yeah, I uh, su- suspect these will be much like your, your robot heroes and, and right. some of those sorts of things. That yeah. might, you might get a, an arm that swivels here yep. or there, yep. but they're otherwise pretty pre-posed. Almost monsters in my pocket style, but with a bit of paint. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. See mm. where that journey takes that us. That is then. a lot yeah, of DC. So interesting from Spin Master and McFarlane. Let's mm. change it up a little bit. All right, Absolutely. something else, Darren. So we have news from Super 7 that they have revealed images of their Wave 2 of Thundercats and they've officially unveiled Mumra, uh, Tigra, Pumra and Groot up for pre-order, um, but Mumra is a 9-inch figure, so a much higher price yep. point. Regular figures are 45 USD, that ultimate price range that mm-hmm. we've seen before, and Mumra is coming in at $60 US. Estimated time of arrival is 2020. Yeah, and late 2020 that is. But yeah, these look. The we we've talked about these before. Ultimates uh, packaging and alternate heads, and you get uh, accessories and alternate hands and stuff. The Mumra we always suspected might be more because he. And it's great to see that he's in scale, so he would stand a lot. He'd stand a, a head and shoulders taller than your Lino, which is which is accurate. Sixty dollars US. What's that? 120 by yeah, the time it gets be. here yeah the shipping yeah. and stuff like yeah. it does and it's interesting when you see the listings on like Big Bad Toys so they're advertising it as a two pack because it comes with Marmut, uh, Marmut. but does Marmut have any articulation as at all as far as I could tell yeah. no it just looked yeah. like a, a rather stationary sort yeah. of ex- yeah. large yeah. accessory yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so, pushing yeah. the limits a bit like I a think. PVC yeah. figurine almost yeah. Yeah. so P- Pumira is the interesting one from the, the previous stuff where she was sort of I think they did a prototype of her with the Mattel stuff yeah, and Mattel then she never got made her, I oh, it was released yeah, was it? but I think this one's scaled yeah there was yeah. issues with the, the legs they made her too yeah. tall she was a fairly small sort of female character so mm, interesting to see but yes they are up for pre-order right now if you mm. want to go spend lots of money <laughs> go go Power Rangers ah. so we have the Lightning Collection we have Wave 4 so in Wave 4 we have the Beast Morphers Cyber Villain Blaze and he, I, I had to have a look at this guy. He is <laughs> he the cool. coolest uh, red and black Power Ranger <laughs> ever to exist. He's got like a monster helmet and uh, wicked ass weapons. And uh, he is uh, now, I never knew he existed. And yep. he's uh, he instantly hit my number one favorite Power Ranger <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Um, we've also got the Zeo Blue Ranger. We've got the Morty Mython Power Ranger Yellow Ranger, which is uh, a awesome yeah. yeah awesome uh cloud pr- uh, pleaser and we've also got spd red ranger so a very cool diverse thing of all the you know yeah, years of power ranger doing it well. they are around the standard marvel legend price and eta 25th of march so yeah. uh bring it on i say for good on for um yeah power rangers fans i like the, the way they're doing with with such a huge cast the way that they're breaking up the 
the tradition or the series one what we know is mighty more from power rangers and there's one in each wave if you've been collecting this from the start you've already got your red ranger you've got your pink ranger i think this is a really cool way to right if they just did a wave one of all the original rangers yeah. we yeah. might have bought it and then that's it that's We're right done. this yeah. way they've spaced it yeah. out teasing the fans along mm. and i think it's really clever yeah. everyone learned from sort of street fighter yeah, uh, exactly thing. and uh yeah <laughs> yep Darren, we've got some uh, news about classics, do we? We do. So something that people may have missed, in a recent episode of Roast Google Dinner, Val Staples confirmed th- that PowerCon would not have any classics ex- exclusives in 2020. Mattel wished to let the line hibernate through 2020 as they pivot more towards Origins and the up-and-coming animation. Right. So, so is that per- the first time in a long time that's not happened? I think that would be the first time in a long time. It's probably the first time since 2008 that there hasn't been any classics release during the calendar wow. year. Yeah, during, well, I mean, like, not, for, not as far as PowerCon. Yeah, how long have they been doing the PowerCon probably stuff? Probably since PowerCon's been back, there's been exclusives every year. Yep. Uh, throughout, certainly throughout the Super 7 era, but prior to that, Mattel did some, some stuff as well with, with PowerCon, like the Red Beastman, the Green Granamere. Uh, and yep. camouflage Cobra Khan so, so there is a bit of a history and heritage there that's not to say they won't have other exclusives I know Val's talked on previous episodes about the exclusives being locked in but they're not doing anything in the classics range this time around yeah, classics is being laid to rest. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it makes you wonder why, because it's obviously come from the top with Mattel, with now two cartoons in the work and and a film also coming. You sort of got to, fingers crossed that they're doing that because they're like, hey, we, we've got this big launch coming, hopefully around leading into the film and and or when the cartoons drop or something. They have a plan, I guess is is what I'm hoping for. Um, and we'll we're see all hoping happens. for that. <laughs> believe, me, believe me, no one's going to be sadder than me if it, if it all comes to naught. But mm. but uh, yeah, look, it, it's it's kind of sad on one end because it's the end of an era and yep. there's still a lot of things I'd I'd like to get to. But on on the the flip side of that, for the good of the the franchise, I can see getting back into mainstream retail having figures that are accompanied by mini comics to try and introduce a new, a new generation of fans to it it's it's good for you know potentially good for the franchise even if it's not great for the classics line sure all right moving on to one of my favorite brands my beloved teenage Mutant ninja turtles we're talking about the reaction figures from super seven these are the smaller uh sort of gi kenner star wars, kenner star wars. that's the one so straight up and down uh, we have seen uh, Wave 2 pictures have come out. So Wave 1, you had the two, t- uh, Leo and Raph, if I recall, Correct. and yep. B-Wop and Rocksteady. Yep. Wave 2, we've obviously got completing the four turtles. You get a Michelangelo, Donatello, you get a Foot Soldier, and... And uh, Shredder. <laughs> yeah. Looking wicked. Naked uh, breast, uh, torso <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, he's got his boobs out. Um, so, yeah, he's got, he's got a I, naked... I, I, um, can you just sort of make sure the, the table doesn't stand on one end? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's got um, so very uh, toy accurate. So yes. uh, instead of having the cartoon the, stuff, uh, yeah, breastplate. So yeah, yeah. So and again, that gorgeous artwork. These are already on sale. I think going on sale as of today, January tenth, as we're recording. Um, and that was interesting. I was sort of looking around at some of the prices. Look for what they are. Probably still a bit pricey for me, even being the Turtles fan I am, to jump in on. But looking at Big Bad Toy Store and I think Entertainment Earth is the other big American one. 
looking at reaction, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I saw listings for other ones which I had never heard about, and I haven't seen Super 7 release it, announce it, anything, but there was listings for a reaction Splinter, April, Krang, Baxter Stockman, Trent's also just barred up at the thought of that, um, <laughs> Undercover Donatello I and Space it. Cadet Raph, yeah. which tells me they're going... Oh my god, they're doing variants, yeah. right? Like they might have me at that. Like, can you imagine the artwork for some of that? Once they get into the turtles with some well, of these I love crazy the fact that outfits, the mainstream stuff doesn't win you over. But it's the variants, like, <laughs> I'm in. I'm so in. It'd be so pretty frank. interesting to see what Krang version they do. Do you reckon it'd be in the it little android suit? Has to be the Walker. You yeah, think. yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of cool. Or the small android, you know. Well, because then how small is the deluxe. actual Krang himself? Uh, he'd just be, he'd just be he'd painted paint. in. Sure. He'd yeah. just be molded. You wouldn't Has be able to take to it out. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know whether that's a mistake, but the fact that it was on two of the bigger stores makes you go, well, there's got to be some truth to it. I maybe. reckon if it's a mistake, it's only just they released the information before they were meant to. I, sure. I don't think they would have just been making names up out of the air. Yeah, no, no, not, no. no. Not that that's what I mean. Yeah. The mistake that they've released yeah. it before Super 7 have even announced it. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, still on Turtles, a uh, little bit of stuff from our friends at NECA. They have released the official images of their upcoming Wave 3 Turtles 2 packs. They've been confirmed to come in the following packs. We get Casey Jones. Now, these are the ones that look like the cartoon show, so they've got the cell shading, sort of thick black lines and stuff. We have Casey Jones with a slashed foot soldier. Looks like Leonardo's had a go at his waist with the swords there. We get April O'Neil in the classic yellow jumpsuit with a bashed foot soldier who's got sort of like chest battle damage type thing. Uh, and then we get Leatherhead and Slash in a two-pack as well. They've also teased no pictures, but there was a couple of tweets alluding to the fact that Metalhead, an ultimate foot soldier, and Android Krang are going to be deluxe releases of course so yep, yep. larger scale I, I never thought metalhead was too big to be honest but i suspect he's from, probably going to come with a lot of attachments correct yeah he, he changes his being a robot is um a bit like roboto and changes yeah. his armaments and stuff all the time ultimate foot soldiers got me interested considering all these waves have had foot soldiers in he'll, them he'll have like the policeman hat and those oh, little the fans. those little um characters the little robots maybe oh the um rodney uh, Rodney Roadkill, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that's where you'll possibly, see some yeah. of that stuff. Because they were talking, um, I remember Randy talking to Pixel Dan at uh, one of the cons, basically alluding to that they were undecided how to package Rodney and just go, do we do it as a three pack, sort of like the mouses type thing? So, yeah, he may come with the Ultimate Foot Soldier. Hmm, we'll These see. pictures look incredible, the ones they did show. I, I yep. was really, really happy with the April, the Casey, and obviously. Uh, you know, um, live ahead and all that stuff. Yeah. I thought it was really, really strong. And what was interesting, if you looked at the bottom of those pictures, it said, oh, not all accessories shown. Correct. So yeah. there was, because Casey Jones, I think, only had like a one hockey stick and a yeah. baseball bat. I'm like, come on, he's got to come so with So, yeah, Casey and April had weapons. Neither foot soldier had anything. Right. Yeah. So, or accessories. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm. So now what we've got is a, a few, what I'm calling leaked lists. There seems to be in a bit of a run of. There's no pictures of this, no official confirmation, but people have been digging into the archives, digging into stored database databases, really, and going, hey, here's a listing for stuff that is upcoming. Nothing confirmed officially. So a bit of speculation, but it's always a bit of fun to think what might be around the corner in 2020. And to kick it off, Darren, we've got some Hasbro Black Series information. Yes, and it's very exciting, particularly if you're a fan of the best Star Wars film ever made, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it's the 40th anniversary this year, for those who did not know. It is. And we have some very cool things coming in the pipeline. We have a Vader 
according to the database, a Chewie, an R2-D2, a Luke in Land Speeder gear. Snow Speeder. Snow sorry. Land Speeder. Snow Speeder, my apologies. <laughs> and Luke in Vespin gear, Luke Dagobah training with Yoda, question marks. So whether he comes with Yoda or not, who knows. Yoda or yeah. not. Han Solo, Boba Fett, AT-AT driver, Princess Leia, Yoda, and Hoth Rebel Soldier. Yeah, and I'm not super across Star Wars, but my understanding is the Hoth Rebel Soldier is the only one that's a brand new figure out of that. The rest yep. of these are, they already exist in the, the sort of Black Series line. Um, so what's going to be interesting is that some of these haven't been seen for a while. So you've got, in particular, your Princess Leia's and Han Solo's in that they're able now to use the face print technology and get them looking more accurate in the face. So. Well, that, Absolutely. I think the Han from Empire might have already had that. Um, oh, okay. But but certainly um, the Luke. The other thing is I'd be interested to see what which version of Leia it is. They haven't done the Bespin City yeah, Leia. Yeah, could be. And, it makes sense if they're doing an Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it could also be something from um, Hoff or, or something. That they could yeah. go either way, but until we see pics. I, I think it'd be really cool if they're going to really celebrate this 40th anniversary of uh, Empire. They do it on blister cards instead of the Absolutely. traditional like box. Like, like, but Hope these are six-inch to... figures. If we're yeah, talking yeah, about they've blacks. done they've done in bl- blister. Yeah, in yeah, blister cards yeah. for the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. That's okay. exactly what I'd be hoping with the full Kenner. Yeah, um, and card, these ones uh, you sometimes see at targets and things uh, locally. So yeah, right. and uh, Meyer and easy whatnot. to get. A yeah. little bit more easy to get. You know, you you find. Uh, the good characters sell pretty quick yeah, and you sure. just get uh, peg warmers of um, uh, Jawas, Jawas and, and uh, <laughs> Star Gunners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Some of them are still in stock, actually. Oh, God. Uh, I'll tell you what's not in stock is Transformers because these things seem to fly off the shelf. Now, this is another leaked listing found from some of the guys at TFW 2005. We've got some future listings for deluxe versions of Trailbreaker. Oh, sorry, I should say these are in the War for Cybertron, the Earthrise line, which is sort of the current uh, iteration. Deluxe listings for a Trailbreaker, Sunstreaker, and a Runamuck. Now... Interesting with all three of those is they're easy repaints to do. Trailbreaker, you can go to Hoist. Uh, Sunstreaker, of course, will probably be a repaint of... Oh, what's the red Side one? Sideswipe. Sideswipe, thank you. And Run Amok, of course, means you can also get Run About, um, which is still coming. Plus, there's also Voyager versions of Snapdragon, who's one of the um, headmasters. With yeah. the, he's got three, three modes, a beast and like a jet plane or something. Uh, a, yet another new Megatron... Uh, God knows what that one will look like. But the big one that's got people talking is the Quintessons. Now, the Voyager style there, they're more closer to sort of seven, eight inch sort of chunkier figures. A Quintessons like that, I'm would, not sure would how that be the eight headed uh, Quintessons. Yeah, that's what that yeah, is. For those who right. don't know from the movie, that yep. uh, four or five headed judge that spins around guilty, guilty or, innocent. or innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the only other Quintessons toy official one that I know of was back in Armada, I think. Uh, and it was a very stylized Armada style. We were talking, talking 2002, 2003. So it's been that long and until we've had another Quintesson release. So that's got a few people excited. Definitely, so. because I remember Third Party, I think, did a Quintesson. Yep, but a it wasn't wasn't quite to scale back mm-hmm. in my early collecting days. It wasn't very well scaled. Yep. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, Darren, we've got some more uh, reviews. Well, again, listings for to do with Ghostbusters. Very exciting news. So to tie in with the the upcoming Ghostbusters film Afterlife, listings use various code names like pepper, spinach, and zucchini. <laughs> but does 
clues into different types of figures, a Plasma Series and a Fright Series. Based on the price point, Plasma Series seems to be aimed at the collector. About the cost of a Marvel Legends figure, while Fright is a cheaper scale price point. We also um, get some roleplay toys which include proton packs, blasters and PK-8 meters, plus at least two playsets, one of which is the Ecto-1. Yeah. Wow, so, playsets, man. That's yeah, insane. that's what got yeah. me. I was like, yep, yeah, you got figures. Of course, Ecto-1's going to show up. There was a, a, like a Slimer set or something that was listed. There was even refills of the slime, so they're really going back to yeah, that old definitely. school Yeah, definitely, yeah. That old school, old school Kenner stuff. Yeah, Kenner slime, yeah. 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 So, such yeah. a proud history. Why not try and channel that? If you can't do it in a film year, when can you do it? Yeah, yeah. so yeah, going to be very interesting to see how that all... Uh, pans out if if i'm hasbro and i'm making these then it's pretty easy that you make an exclusive figure to be like you know dan Aykroyd's cameo in the film or or of course bill murray or oh, whatever for sure, so, for sure. and absolutely. some uh some ghosts that play homage to the kenner toy line and yeah. things like that you know well, yeah, definitely. Some, yeah some the ex- fright features i suspect is their excuse to have really wacky sort of yeah. action feature yeah. type stuff and head spinning around and all that sort of that crazy ties stuff. in beautifully with, with the history of, of it as a toy based property though but even even in the films and the cartoons, they sort of had that element of surprise wackiness, and, and yeah. wackiness during some of their confrontations. So, yeah, no, I think absolutely terrific. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we'll Takes wait. us right back. We'll wait mm-hmm. to see till all that stuff is revealed. Yeah. Tell, tell us what has been revealed, though, ben. Yeah, so we've got... So a uh, few people might remember me plugging a little uh, company called Neymar Studios, and uh, they were a sort of Kickstarter studio that did a that are producing a Death Latron figure. So he's a sort of uh, hyper-detailed character, five points of articulation, and he's um, coming... He was coming out in... Uh, December. It's been pushed back to probably February, but uh, they've given us lots of uh, insight to the, this is where we're up to with the moulds. This is, you know, factory shots and things and in hand, making sure that it's right and, you know, before we hit the uh, go button, mass produce Mm -hmm. button. So he's well on the way. He should be uh, here uh, very soon this year. But the awesome thing is they've done so well with this Death Latron and they've got uh, a lot of uh, eyes on this new company. They've done a Jawbone figure. And this isn't Mm. going to be a uh, Kickstarter. This is straight to retail. Straight to production. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is really exciting. And Jawbone is a space vampire, cosmic barbarian, (laughs) and the personal (laughs) executioner of Death Latron. Space vampire. Yeah, man. You know, space vampire, but he's also a cosmic barbarian. Ken... (laughs) You know, just, you never knew you needed this until you heard this description. <laughs> what a combination. Right? Yeah, you know, eat your heart out, uh, Mythic Legions. We've got Jawbone over here. All right, so uh, based on another classic Holy Grail action figure, Jawbone will be the second high-quality, good-style, vinyl-articulated designer toy released by Studios.com, and he will be available to order in January 2020. He comes complete with shield, translucent armor, breathing apparatus, and a huge axe. He's nice. a, sort of a white and orange color scheme, I saw that, and he yeah. is just—I uh, I'm, I'm, might get him. I'm, yeah. He is just so cool. It's, it'll be cool to have the pair, you know, yeah. Deathletron and Jawbone. Well, Jawbone's uh, his execu- executioner. Exactly, yeah, you know, it makes and sense. Uh, I just hope they don't do too many more because every <laughs> everything they've uh, yeah they've uh, <laughs> announced so far, I'm like, oh, I, I need I, it. I don't need it, but I kind of really. 
want it. So, yeah. So, well, NemaStudios.com. Get onto it and uh, give them a shot. I highly recommend. Nice. All right. Well, that takes us to the end of news. Now, we uh, put a call out during uh, the last week or so saying, hey, what do you want to ask us? Send us some listener questions. So we actually had such a response to that. We're going to have to break it up because we cannot get it all into this episode. So we're going to do as many as we can for this episode. And then we might shoot over to next week's and uh, and answer the rest on there. So don't freak out if your question isn't in here. Keep on listening next week and you'll uh, hopefully get to answer your questions here. So the first one, um, we're going to start with a question from Captain Wow. This is... Uh, quite an interesting question to start us off with so do you think that your kids seeing regular packages arrive and massive amounts of toys around the house has a detrimental psychological effect on them these are some of the things that keep me awake at night (laughs) i'm gonna take this one first no i don't think that um what about your parents though darren well for them extremely detrimental (laughs) impact on them but it it, it keeps them awake at night like (laughs) that's right Um, no I don't have any children for those who who don't know me so yeah no I I don't think it does that's not to say that that it doesn't have its uh, drawbacks or limitations (laughs) at times but but yeah no look I'm interested to hear what the rest of the table has has to say about it and I wouldn't mind picking Trent's brains on the topic later as well Mm, very interesting indeed okay for me so I think uh, this is an insight to the future right so more and more goods being delivered to our doorsteps instead of us actually shopping at physical bricks and mortar stores alright so I looked at it at that point of view and this is sad because I work retail I work at a bricks and mortar store and we don't have uh, the online presence that most uh, other companies of the 2020s uh, do so Mm. it's a bit scary but uh, I think I keep saying guys when you know to, to grow the business we have to have an online presence. We have yeah. to work out how we can deliver, um, you know, product A to customer over here sure. in, uh, you know, in country B or, you know, like yep. city B or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or even interstate in somewhere that exactly. doesn't have a exactly. chip store. You yeah. know, or, or that doesn't have a country town, you know, like a, no, a store near the them. store in them. Yeah. yeah. So I took it at that point of view also uh you know i work hard uh for my uh, collection so to speak so you know they they see me going to work every day and this is what i've got it's a healthy uh not maybe as healthy as playing sports and things like that (laughs) uh but at the same time toys hasn't broken my leg yet uh maybe the wife will when i get a uh you know if i had uh, snake mountain delivered to my doorstep uh but yeah uh i think it i think it's a healthy as uh, you know hobby to have yeah and it's something uh my escape room you know so to speak so mm, yeah, that's, that, that's the way i've chosen to answer this question <laughs> and it's healthier than um smoking it all up and- exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah look i'm gonna uh my my son's probably a little bit too young to realize what's going on he only just discovered he's got hands recently so um, uh, I don't I sure hope it doesn't have any psychological effect but I'm also pretty good at getting my stuff delivered to work and I know if I come in the house in a particular way whoop, straight in the toy room and not even Ali knows that it's there so <laughs> um, hopefully no um, I know Trent's he's told us a couple of stories uh, along the lines of his, his sons at that age where he's going Daddy, I want this toy. No, but you got toys, Daddy. Well, yeah, that's different. And just tries to brush it off as best he can. So be interesting to hear his thoughts. Uh, I'm really hoping to answer your question directly, Captain Wow. I really want to say no, but um, I guess that could really only be answered by the kid psychologist, I guess. (laughs) 
Alrighty, next question from uh, Scotty the Toy Hunter. I'd love to know what you guys do for work. Not just like where you work, uh, but broadly like your careers. I'd be interested to see if your careers tie in with your passions. Darren, you want to start us off with this? So you don't have to necessarily name the place where yep. you work, but a little bit more in depth as you know what you actually do outside of toys. Absolutely, more than happy to take that one on on notice. I work in, or I have a social work background. I have a degree in social work, and I work in the human services, which is, I guess, the community services sec- sector. It depends what state or country you live in is what it's actually referred to. But yeah, I work in the human services. Currently, I'm working in in homelessness and have been um, working that that area for the last just over eight years now mm-hmm. and find that really challenging and rewarding and really enjoy that. I find for me toys is a way to sort of relax and sort of center myself, you know, after some of, some of the things that might come up in, you know, while I'm in day-to-day living. So, so but how do you tie it back into toys? Do, you know, do you go and, hey, here's, I've got $100, you know, in the kitty to spend at work. Can I spend, give that to some homeless kids? You know, how do you tie yeah, it back into your I toy? Tie back into work? Toys, um, yeah. Back into toys. Yeah, really, really tough question, that one. Um, I don't don't know how I tie that back in into into toys I know our I know the larger organization that I work for does a lot around around toys particularly our Christmas, Christmas time, time. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, they they do a lot they have um, functions where no um, on Christmas day where no child leaves without a present from, yeah, right. from father Christmas things like that so I know there are things going on I think it's probably around color. the clock around the clock around in that regard I also think that they they do a lot around um, op shopping and, and charity yeah. shopping around, you know, not only accepting donations but making sure there's there's stuff that's affordable for people on low incomes. Mm. So I think there's a lot of that. The the organisation I work for is one of the larger ones in South Australia, so they they are involved in a great diversity of programs sure. and 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 that. So there's a lot going on. In, in that regard, I think also just for me, I'm I'm really mindful when I'm working, particularly if I'm working with families, about the kind of childhood I, I had, the impact toys played in that and, and how, I guess, privileged my childhood is compared to, say, yeah, some someone else's yeah. um, childhood. So I try and just, you know, be really respectful and empathic and try and make the, the processes as, you know... Well, not as arduous as it could be for the, yeah. for those that are engaging with our services. You want to go you know, show, telling, bragging to the kids, going, "Oh, I've got more toys than you." No, you no, you don't, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you don't. But you, you I, just—I'm really mindful that they were—they were in many ways my wonder years, and sure. and you know, you, you just sort of hope that you do what you can to make um, to make life a little bit better for them as well. Yeah, I think from from my point of view, the way I see your job coming through and what we do here is that. Whenever we talk about, we complain about the cost of toys and stuff, and you go, do you know what? Toys are a luxury item, and I think that's your sort of social work influencing your perspective on things. Yes, you're affected by the same prices. You have the same plastic crack addiction that we do. Do I ever? But you sit, you can rationalise a bit and go, hey, I've seen people at the other end of the spectrum who are wondering how to pay the power bill, let alone how much Unicron's going to cost, yeah. right? So. 
Yeah, so I, that's how I sort of see mm. that. Yeah. Good call. All right, uh, ben? For me, uh, I work retail and I worked 16 years in a supermarket. And unfortunately, supermarket um, shelving doesn't have the toy range that it used sure. to. However, the small toy range that we did have, I saw the 2003 Ninja Turtles come through the supermarket. So that was a bit of a scratch on the head. Oh, they look cool. Uh, you know, waited a while, walked past them every single day and then decided when they dropped down 20%, oh, okay, I might grab the first wave. So yeah. that was my <laughs> still, still to this day, have I've got that first wave that I bought from the supermarket nice. with my staff discount at uh, 20% Aye, off there it is. <laughs> uh, And uh, still got their mint on card hanging on the wall. So nice. that was uh, fantastic. Very um, much a badge of honour. That's right. You know, you get you, sometimes it's not what you know, it's, you know, who you know, who you know sort of yeah, aspects sure. and things. Uh, I was that guy that, uh, oh, look, there's a Hot Wheels box of 72. I'll open that and try and find the treasure hunt. Uh, <laughs> the uh, rare figure. chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then I'd use, I don't collect Hot Wheels, but I'd use that as trade bait to, um, you know, trade that up upwards sure. uh, for something I'm into. And honestly, for the thousand boxes of Hot Wheels toys I opened before it even hit the shop floor, I couldn't find many. Yeah, right. I really couldn't find many. It was easier when they had the little Hot Wheels treasure hunt box mm-hmm. uh, on the packaging but as soon as that went i had no idea what, what i was looking, looking for at. and and often i people would come and ask for hot wheels toys and i would be able to you know hey i've got i do have a box out here it has been or someone would come in and be like man 15 people have already rummaged through this box Good luck. you're not going to find anything <laughs> so i'd be able to guide them in that yeah, way nice uh these days i'm working for a variety store so we do have uh, quite a uh, decent, you know, air quotation marks, uh, toy department in the variety store, but there's nothing there for me. It's board games, it's pool toys, right. it's um, your basic stuff. And whilst I do enjoy seeing what's popular, you know, your Paw Patrol and uh, Barbie and Frozen and all that sort of stuff come through, uh, I've no inclination. Not going to use the staff discount there? No, I mean, <laughs> not even for the kids. I, there's nothing yeah, really right. I... Uh, uh, very rarely do I find something that I have to have, even to bring home for the girls, because uh, it's just we just get, uh, we just don't have that modern toys. You know, the, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's a hard market these days, even in uh, a variety store. So. Sure. Mm. Well, for myself, I am, as has been alluded to a few times on this show, I am the uh, the IT guy. I've been working in uh, education as basically IT support for. Coming up on 20 years uh, of various places, schools mainly within the education sector. So that's always a bit more interesting than sort of industry where you don't, in industry, you, you the higher up the food chain you go, the less contact you have with people. Uh, and so for me, that's kind of the, the opposite in <laughs> I'm, education. I'm, he's 10 minutes away from hitting the go button on Cyberdyne. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I'm currently working at uh, one of the, the larger schools uh, in Adelaide, all-girls school, um, which has a fair amount of resources behind it. I've worked in other schools with less resources, so I've seen both sides of that from a tech point of view. Uh, people ask what I do and it, it's everything from making sure the kid hasn't lost their assignment to fixing the Wi-Fi to planning servers. We've got nearly as many servers as I do toys to look after. So it's crazy complicated stuff and there's been a few occasions where one little thing's gone wrong and it's this big cascade and it takes out the whole... Very rare, but um, you know there are times where it can be quite stressful, particularly at the start of year and parents coming up to me going, my kid's transitioning to high school what what uh, ipad a laptop what do they need and and talk that sort of stuff so 
bit of a salesman in that regard but um yeah it's i've just sort of fallen into technology i have a bit of a knack for it and if it doesn't work you yeah, turn it off and turn it, it back on again like <laughs> you you've alluded to in other episodes that you've got a bit of a wall of uh, 80s cartoon characters or something uh, that you uh, oh at work yeah, yeah sure yeah so i'll uh, i let my freak flag fly to uh, use the phrase uh, I, I think I had an old Ninja Turtles calendar and I've cut out all the artwork from that and stuck it on the walls uh, we got a 3D scanner in at work where you put an object and it rotates around so I'm like here is a transformer let's see how detailed this thing can go and we got this nice 3D render of Optimus Prime and stuff I've got you know some Funko Pops that people have gifted me over the years I've got uh, some Transformers that I've tried to sell and haven't so okay, they can go on the shelf or little Lego figures it's you walk into my office. It's pretty bloody obvious which one is my chair because it's uh, yeah. Uh, I've even got a little uh, 3D printed Batman logo on the back of my chair so that because people get their chairs set up very specifically in our office. I'm like that's clearly my chair. Nice. You're in my chair. Yeah. Out you go. So, and anytime we we get a new piece of kit in, it's like say a 3D printer or something like that. What are we going to call it? It's like uh, we're going to call it the Bat Printer. Like it's it's really you know I get to name all the things essentially because I come up with something. Or what are we going to name this Wi-Fi point? Uh, the Bat Signal. Clearly, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, I, love that. I love that. So yeah, so that's sort of how I bring my you know passion for this stuff into uh, into the workplace. The other thing I'd say about Frank as well is not just how does it impact on, how does what he does for a living impact on his toy collecting, but it impacts on this show. He brings a set of skills that are, that are invaluable to this show. Obviously, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but even when he's not at the forefront of that, even if, if um, he's delegated something to someone else, he's always a resource that you can talk to because... Yeah, there's, there's a reason the why job, I, that's the job man like, I'm used to it I refer to him as Frank the Allen Key because if there's a problem <laughs> Frank has the answer or he can get it for you I mean that is I don't actually know much I just know how to Google better than most people that's, that's kind of the secret kids ask me go do you know everything about computers I'm like no but I know how to find the answer and that's the classic thing you have teachers or staff members come to you and go we want to do this thing do you know how to do that and I'm like yep and they walk away and I turn to my boss and go, I have no idea how to do that, but let's find but out. But Google like, does. Google, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Somebody yeah, does. Yeah. We cannot be the first persons in the world to do this. Let's find a solution. So, yeah. Excellent. The very other thing good. I just mentioned very quickly is everyone in my um, the team I'm on knows about my hobby. They know about yeah, nice. my, my addiction. They know about this show. Many of them have listened and may even listen to this episode. So, if, if you do, hello. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's... You know, it's something that I, I bring into the workplace. So I think, you know, it, for me, it lightens the mood. It's like this is just who I am. Yeah, just exactly. As much as, just as much as I'm, I have a social work background and I care about all that, you know, um, human services it, yeah. and human rights and social justice and all those causes. Well, you know, I feel the same way about toys and pop culture, and you know, yep. they're, they're just part of the makeup of Darren. Sure. Uh, very good that was uh, interesting how tying it back to the toys as well was kind of cool this one this is a pretty cool question this comes from our old mate does 10 if you could have any animal sidekick from an 80s cartoon for a pet who would you choose and why Darren do you want to start us off with this I'm going to say Cringer uh, just, <laughs> just simply because I'm, I'm a bit of a cat guy um, and also you know, I just figured it'd be really cool to have have someone like that around the place, particularly if you could turn him into Barrel Cat when who needs when a taxi the, when the yeah. need arrives. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, yeah. but, um... Ride to work, Battle Cat, go. 
But I mean, can you imagine if someone, you know, walks a little too close to the house or is a little bit too, you know, could you have a better watchdog than, than Battle Cat? Well, it has to be Battle Cat. If he's cringer, though, he'll let anyone break into yeah, the if house. He, like... If he's cringer, he'll run away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. For me, I, I guess everyone thought I might choose Panthor, being such a Skeletor <laughs> fan and a villain fan, but I'm going to go for something a little bit left field. Yeah. I'm going... 30-30 from Brave Start. Oh, very, very cool. <laughs> yeah. now, it, now, those out there will be questioning, uh, is he a pet? Well, you know, uh, he's, 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 a, he's a man's best friend. So uh, that's the way, that's the avenue I'm going by. And uh, he too can, you know, uh, protect the uh, place with, uh, with that his, massive gun. With the elephant gun that he's got. Uh, so I. Um, so not yeah. only could you ride him to work that's for it, argument's mate. sake, yeah. you could sit down and have a beer yeah, with him at the end it. of the day. Oh mate, you know it's uh, yeah, that's partnership great. life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I'm a dog person. Uh, I was gonna say Snarf at one point just so I could kick him in the head because I hate Snarf, but. I went a little bit of a different direction. I went Scooby-Doo. Nice. Who doesn't yeah. want a dog that you can talk to in that adorable have, voice? Have a few smokes with Yeah, or maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. accidentally solving crimes just out of sheer, like, blunderness, uh, catching ghosts, and a dog that makes fart jokes? Yes, I'm in. Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, yeah. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll never be sad again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question here. This will make this one a bit of a rapid-fire one because there's a... a a bit to get through with the three of us here. Uh, two sort of questions from uh, Shane Adam Gray. What are your top five TV shows of all time and your favourite film franchise? Darren, take it away. I struggle with the top five favourite TV shows <laughs> of all See, time I, I've like, changed. I've um, like yeah. five, man. That's so hard. And then know, I'm like, bang, right? bang, 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 bang. I'm like, when? I need ten. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know your top five. Yeah, they're in the, they're yeah, in the mix. Yeah. But, I'm a huge fan of um, Batman the Animated Series, which probably surprises no one, so that's got to be pretty close to the top of the list. I also have a soft spot for all the the Master Universe cartoons. Um, you know, nostalgia is a, is a powerful thing around that, so I'm going to lock in, you know, um, you know, either the 2002 or the Filmation. They both have their, their strengths in one spot. I would say 2003 Turtles doesn't get enough love. I'm going to single that out as uh, my, one of my, my um, vote for the Turtles. And um, one that's very out of left field that's going to make a lot of people laugh. Um, this is my little show pony. My, this is going to show my <laughs> age difference between the rest of the gentlemen in the room. Um, I have a nostalgic soft spot and fascination for because I grew up with it and, and it's still something that means something to me. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210. I was I thought you were going to say Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, same. Like, yeah, Starsky and Hutch or something. Abbott and Costello? I, I started high school when they started high school. And back then, there was just um, no one cooler than, um, you know, Brandon, Brandon Ross, Dylan Jesus. McKay, Steve Sanders. And there was no one more beautiful than Kelly Taylor, Jenny Garth. Yeah. So, fair enough. Yeah. And uh, favourite film franchise? Uh, for me, that would be the Batman franchise. Yep. Single it, single it oh, down. Yeah, uh, yeah. The um, eighty nine, like uh, Michael Keaton Batman, or the Dark, Nolan universe, Nolan Nolan yeah. trilogy, or the new one. The the, the, the is that a that franchise though? The one that hasn't been made yet. No, um, <laughs> or the Batman Superman one. You know, with, yeah, yeah, uh, no, with I know um, the one you mean. I see. Yeah. Better Honestly, like, yeah. they all have their strengths. They all Go have pick their, one. their limitations. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say just for, for nostalgia, probably, probably, um, you know, the original 
you know, um, you know, series starting in '89 is probably yep. the one that that conjures up the nostalgia. But do you class but, Val Kilmer as part of that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, because that was just part of my. <laughs> ben it's only, only two movies in my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 was, that was part of my yeah. childhood experience. Yeah. So for me, that, that that's what it is. But yeah. But um, and it is set in the same fictional universe, whether you like to uh, accept that or not. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. All right, moving on. Dragon Ball Z for me. G One Transformers, Two Thousand X Masters. 2003 TMNT and Breaking Bad. Oh, nice. All right, franchise, Alien versus Predator. All of them, though? No, no, no. Alien, (laughs) Aliens, uh, Predator. Predator 2, I like Predator Predator 2. 2, Alien versus Predator 1 and 2, I I rate. Yep. Go away, um, you know all Requiem the others. Yeah, all the others. Yeah. Requiem's cool, but the um, what do you call it? Nest Nephophius or whatever it's called. No um, idea. Aliens. Um, oh, the Prometheus. Prometheus. Stuff. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. I just uh, I had so much potential. Yeah. You know, and it just and they ruined it. it you know, <laughs> but but I've got so much passion for those that, that you know original stuff. original stuff. Yeah. yeah cool. So, mm. Nice. All right. Top five TV shows. Look, I actually didn't include a lot of cartoons in this, and, and I will come at it from the point of view of no matter what mood I'm in, I have to be able to just watch this. And look, as much as I love this nostalgia and love for those old cartoons, some of them just don't hold up. I've got to be honest, right? Yeah, that's why I was very careful with mine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, screw you, Philip Keating. It is one of the best shows of all time. Uh, the IT crowd, which I know that seems like a cliche, but... That's probably closer to what an IT office is like than you might want to believe. Uh, Dollhouse is one of my favorite Joss Whedon show. Elizabeth Degushu, however you say her surname, amazing. Only two seasons, but really good show. In Betweeners, I I love that sort of like pommy, just schoolboy humor. It gets me every time. (laughs) Uh, And as far as animation, it's hard to go past Avatar: The Last Airbender. That is still one of the most. I've watched it through four times, I think. Uh, and each time you, you find something else different. It's just amazing story writing. So, See, that, that Avatar The Last End of Edda is to you as Dragon Ball Z is to me. Yeah, right. right. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right. Mm. Um, as far as favorite film franchise, I sort of went, I, I got stuck on this with, oh, Indiana Jones or, or Batman. And then I was like, oh, but then, you know, the fourth Indiana Jones sucks. And then you say Star Wars. And I, I mentioned this question to my wife. I said, eh, Star Wars. And she goes, yeah, but only 50% of the movies are good, right? So, and so I sort of struggled with the, the ones that, that suffered. And I know it's going to sound a bit cliche, but I went with the MCU because honestly, yeah, yeah. even the worst films in the MCU, you could sit down and watch and have a good, well, a decent time with. Out of what, 22 something films, there's probably two of them. Two, that two are or bit, three duds. You know, yeah, and, and you say duds, they're not, you know, crystal skull bad type. No things right mm. uh, I, and I just think yeah there's uh, and as proved with our Disney Plus I've just been got randomly let's watch Doctor Strange let's watch Captain Marvel all from all across the MCU and I never have a bad time with it so that's that's got to be the answer mm. lucky or, last yeah lucky last question for this, for this episode for anyway. this episode yeah. yeah so if we haven't shared out your question stay with us for next week and we will get to it from old mate uh, and former guest on the show John Caulfield if you could make a toy line for a modern TV series that doesn't already have one, what series are you choosing? This was hard. Great question. This was hard because the, everything has a, a toy line these yeah, days. Exactly. Everything yeah, exactly. Yep. Darren, what did you land on? Very difficult. Uh, but for me, the one that 
I came to was was at the the current version, the HBO Watchmen. I thought, would is not, there toys for that? No, there's no, not. But not who who would you want? Yeah, look, uh, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of where my my head's at. I'd probably probably want all of them. Okay, cool. You know, um, <laughs> it, it, for me, it, it, ran, it just rents out the the history of the franchise because obviously it took a very long time to get to. There's there's figures, figures of like the comic based of the movie, the movie and the comic, yeah, as well. not not of the uh, but not the, of the TV show. series. So yeah, it right. just seems like that's the uncharted territory. Yep, sure, cool, fair enough. All right, love, death, and robots. Oh, what mic drop? How could you do All that? All the mechs, aliens, and the girls. Can't forget <laughs> the girls. Don't be sexist. You need the girls. Uh, Davies uh, voting for the girls as well. All to scale. And good articulation, and I'm voting Necker has the license. Oh, Necker probably would do an amazing job mm. of that. Mic drop, beat that, Frank. <laughs> uh, I probably can't because the only one I could sort of think of uh, was uh, the boys. Cool. I wanted yep. to see yep. that. Yep. There, there's actually, if you go searching for it, so I had to check. I wanted to know I wasn't making one that already had a line. There is actually a, a fake commercial that they do with set like the old 80s, you know, toy commercials with kids playing with the toys. From what I can tell, it, they're just they're essentially one-off customs. I think even the um, uh, one of the female figures is like a, a heavily reworked mirror figure from like Aquaman and stuff. But the irony is, is that they're treating it like this wonderful kids' property without knowing the, the of course, deviant of things course. that these yeah, characters yeah, yeah. get up to. Yep, so, yep. yeah, I think that could. Um, re- and again, Necker is the company yeah. I sort of picked, where you could have horrible. Uh, accessories like you know the the speedster guy I forget his name but you know just a, a splattered blood effect and just the floating teeth of the the girl he runs through yeah, in episode yeah. one the, the, right? the main character with seven arms yeah. uh, you know as a holding <laughs> yeah yeah and you know a um oh what's his name the lead um uh um yeah uh Carl James Urban Fred. yeah 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 yep. uh, Carl Urban figure you can never have too many of them yep. so amen yep. Great, I like Ooh. that. That was cool. Yeah, nice. All right, so thank you very much for all your questions, guys. We uh, run a little bit over time, but I think it was worth it to get to some of those questions. Uh, so thanks very much to uh, to all our Patreons. Uh, we love you, and thank you very much for your contributions. Uh, and I think we are just about to get out of here. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us Toy Power Podcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.